Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for hitting the play button on the Derek Diamond Experience. And this week, you'll be hearing my conversation with filmmaker Maxon Hughes. But first, I want to tell you about a great album by my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. It's called Murder Mystery Night and features 10 original tracks, including their single Carne Asada and Twin Peaks, which is also the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. You can find Murder Mystery Night on iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, and Spotify. And if you want to follow them on social media, just find them on Facebook, search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and they're also on Instagram and Twitter, at Wranglers. That's at U-W-R-A-N-G-L-E-R-S. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience for the week of July 16th, 2015. As always, I am coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. First off, I want to apologize if I sound a little exhausted. I've been moving all day. It's been actually a really busy day for me. I'm recording this open on Wednesday evening, and I've been awake since 5 a.m. this morning. had to do some last-minute packing. I've been packing over the last several days, but... Still haven't finished as of today, so got all that done, and then got everything moved over to a new apartment, which is on the same complex, but I moved into a two-bedroom when I wanted something with a little bit bigger space, and plus having an extra room, that's going to become the official studio of the Nerd Cave Network, so anytime I have a guest come over for an interview, or anytime Zach and Robbie come over to record the Nerd Cave, we actually have a room solely dedicated to recording things, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It just And having more space is really nice, too. So shout out to my family and to my illustrious girlfriend, Margot for helping me move all day today. And as you're listening to this, if you listen to it on Thursday, I'll still be moving. So thank you to everyone who has helped me out with that. And moving on to news this week... Comic-Con happened, and a lot of things happened, and if you want to hear about pretty much everything major that happened at Comic-Con, you can listen to myself and Zach discuss it on this week's Nerd Cave podcast, but I did want to give my thoughts on the Batman vs. Superman trailer, because that was kind of the big thing that came out of Comic-Con. There was a teaser that came out a few months ago, but it didn't really show much besides a brief look at Batman and Superman. With this trailer, you see Lex Luthor, Wonder Woman, Perry White, Lois Lane, pretty much all the major players. And I will say I was very impressed with the trailer. I was definitely surprised. It was, it felt like a comic book come to life. And when I say that, I say it because with the Marvel movies, and there have been so many Marvel Studios movies, they all have the same type of look to them. When you see it, you know it's a Marvel movie. And I think being different is very key to DC if they want to have any hopes of competing with Marvel. And seeing things like the tattered Robin suit with the Joker's writing on it saying, ha ha, the joke's on you, Batman. And seeing the Batman costume, Wonder Woman's costume, it 
it just it feels different than a Marvel movie, and I think that's going to be really good. I actually have high hopes for this movie. I think it's going to be very, very good, and I will predict that when this movie comes out and it starts getting reviews, everyone is going to say that Ben Affleck is a better Batman than Christian Bale. I will go ahead and say that for the record, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. And it was cool seeing a kind of different aspect on the sequence in Man of Steel when Superman and Zod basically destroy all of Metropolis. And you find out that one of the buildings that was destroyed was a Wayne Enterprise Tower. And that's why Bruce Wayne takes it so personally because he had friends and employees that died due to all the destruction. So he decides to take it upon himself to take out Superman. And it just looks really good. But I will say my only complaint about the movie is seeing Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I was not a fan of that casting at all when it was announced, and I still think that holds up. They should have gotten Brian Cranston to do it. If if Brian Cranston would have been Lex Luthor, that would have rivaled Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, I think. I think it would have been that good of a choice, and Brian Cranston would have done that good of a job. So... So Warner Brothers is just going to have to live with it. I mean, I just hope for their sake this movie doesn't fail. But I I don't think it's going to, but I think this is... They're putting all their eggs in one basket when it comes to trying to compete with Marvel. So hopefully it does well. I think it will, and I'm really excited to see the movie. But moving on to our guest this week, we're going to be looking once again into the world of film with a local filmmaker named Maxon Hughes. And this is someone who... I've been following his project, Victors, for quite a while now on Facebook, and he just recently announced that he was doing a spinoff called Victors Shadow City, and it has a very dark feel. It has a very dark and different feel than any other projects that are going on in the Pensacola area, and since I saw the name Victors and saw some photos from it, I've been really intrigued by it, so... I wanted to find out more about it, so I reached out to him and asked him to do an interview, and he came over a couple of days ago, and what's funny is I was apologizing because my apartment's been so messy due to the uh, you know packing and everything, so everything's kind of cluttered, but you know he came over, we had a really cool conversation, we got to talk about Victor's, Victor's Shadow City, some future projects that he has in mind, some projects that he's still working on that's been working on for years. We had even talked about Star Wars, so this was honestly one of the most fun interviews that I've done in quite a while. As far as just pure fun, I would put it in the top five easily, and I'm not just saying that because I know he's listening, but this was a really fun conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So sit back and enjoy this conversation I had with filmmaker Maxon Hughes. Hey 
And we're back here with my very special guest this week, local filmmaker, Mr. Maxon Hughes. Maxon, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Derek. Absolutely. So uh, we, we were talking, uh, this is the first time we've actually met, but I've, I've followed uh, Victor's for a pretty good while on Facebook, and I knew you'd be you know a fun guest to have on the oh. show. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask, what, what was it that, like, what exactly is Victor's? Victor's is a superhero-based web series that we are doing, um, and it is in two parts. Yeah, there's the main Victor's storyline, and then there's also Shadow City, which is was originally going to be just a spinoff, but is now sort of the prequel to the main series. Um, and it follows um, basically the story of uh, the SDR, which is the um, sort of the FBI of the superhero world that sort of polices the world and protects it, so to speak. <laughs> But has their own dark secrets. But of course, there's a band of, of agents who have realized that maybe they're not the greatest people in the world and are trying to find out the true meaning of what's going on, you know, and finding out that there's a lot more behind the scenes that they weren't expecting. Right. Uh, that, it sounds really cool. I mean, it sounds like something that would be right up my alley. But what gave you the idea to split off into a prequel series? Um, the original idea for... Because the original series of Victors was... Um, Again, going to be focused on the SDR and, and each of the heroes and kind of focusing on heroes that had um, situations in their life that, that most superheroes really didn't touch on. They either were, we focused on the fact that they had an addiction, we focused on the fact that they had an illness or whatnot. And we are, like I said, we're still moving forward with that as well. But um, the main focus was that and really wanted to kind of, you know, really push that for the longest time. But then production problems kind of, hit and we were like well we want to continue moving forward with it but how are we going to do this you know so um jen godwin my head writer and i kind of talked about it and you know we didn't really know how to proceed so i was like well how about we just do a prequel series you know kind of just do something to kind of continue the ball rolling but um you know kind of take it in a different direction kind of set it a year before the main series and um maybe make it a little darker maybe make it a little more gritty and i decided to do it sort of a neo-noir idea nice. with superheroes you know and we have like the internal monologue we have a lot of the a lot of the film noir lighting to it i mean i really kind of wanted i've always wanted to do a film noir series so i was mm-hmm. like well you know here's my chance you know <laughs> i'm just gonna do it that way and um it sort of just kind of spawned from an original idea of maybe like three episodes that were going to be like 10 minutes long to now 15 episodes <laughs> with a greater story arc than i had originally planned out because originally it was going to focus on one character and a couple of villains and that was really about it um and i had um cast allison kane as uh the main character shadow shadow raven and um it just sort of evolved and it just sort of turned into something much more grandiose than i had expected and um now allison's helping me write it and it's just it's kind of really kind of starting to evolve into something that is really going to get everybody ready for the main Victor series that's really going to kind of transition, I think, really, really well. It's cool how things work out like that. It really is. <laughs> you don't expect it. It just kind of just, well, there it is. You know. Things, especially with filmmaking, they just seem to work out in a very strange sort of way. They never go like you expect. But, <laughs> no, But no. it usually works out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was working on um, Remnant, a short film, a couple of years ago, and you know, I mean, and we're sadly enough still in in post production on that. 
uh, which I will say it is going to be out pretty soon if anyone's still still interested in wanting to see it. Um, but it was one of those things like we had had the idea of what we we're going to do, and then it was like it just sort of evolved and got better and better. And um, um, the writing on it was so phenomenal because um, Jen Godwin, she's just she's an amazing writer, just a phenomenal writer. And like and what she wrote for Victor's is just I had a hard time kind of keeping up with what she had begun for us and i was like "Ooh, it's a really big shoes to fill yeah. you know? <laughs> so and i i think i think she'll be proud of what i've written to kind of transition into, into her story so it's really kind of awesome now in the process of, yeah. of of victors do you do a little bit of everything like i mean you the creator of it but do you do like do you have your hand in a little bit of everything as far as like shooting yeah. writing <laughs> absolutely so you're a jack of all trades kind um of I, I kind of have to be forced to be you know sometimes because my, my crew is kind of limited it's basically me and whoever I can rope into helping me one time or another, you know. Um, but I do, I, I run, I, cinematography is something that I've always enjoyed anyway, so I, I was like, well, why not, you know, I'm already the director, why not just, you know, be the cinematographer as well. So that was kind of an easy transition. I also do all the visual effects, um, most of the character design, uh, some of it's been, some of the other um, crew members have helped out here and there. But most of the character design, production design, lighting, <laughs> set construction prop making everything um and um, until very recently i was these basically the sole stunt coordinator as well but wow. luckily i have actually had some guys that I've, I've cast that are phenomenal at what they do and now they're kind of helping me out a little bit too which is really great um and it's a it's a real blessing it really is just to to have the kind of talent that i have now with me um, i'm i'm very very happy with it but it's kind of cool though in the long run with you doing all these different things that you know that you can do them yeah so. and I, I don't really it's not one of those things i mean it is stressful but it's one of those things like well i've done it before i can do it again it's like when, yeah. a, when a day comes where it's just me the camera the lights and the crew i'm like yeah i can do this sure you know what was it that made you want to become a filmmaker was it like a specific movie or Ooh. is it something that you've always wanted to do since you it were a kid really is actually i mean I, and I've, I've got to say it, I mean, you know, sitting in the theater in 1980 watching Empire Strikes Back, you know, I mean, as a kid, you know, I was like three years old going, man, this is awesome, you know, I mean, it's, I was so enthralled with it, and growing up, you know, Star Wars was everything to me, but I, I can kind of pinpoint the moment I decided I wanted to be a filmmaker, or decided I wanted to get into whatever this was, was sitting in my house, I think it was about... 82 or 83 um, and Blade Runner had come on television mm -hmm. I'd never seen it before I'd, I heard about it but I'd never seen it and I was watching the movie I'm like I wonder how they made this this is really cool you know <laughs> this the visuals and everything and it it kind of became the reason I wanted to get in this because I would watch it and watch it and watch it and I'm like okay I think I could do this one day you know and when I was like 10, you know, when everybody else was wanting like the Nintendo and you know everything else for Christmas, I'm like, Dad, I want a video camera. I, I do. And as soon as I got one, all I did was run around the backyard making movies, you know, growing up with my cousins. And it was just, you know, it's been a, it's been in my blood for the longest time. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I guess it was 2010, I said, you know what? I've been doing videography for a while. Why not just transition and do it? You know, just I mean, this this has been my job. Why not just give it a shot? And 
here I am. <laughs> so have you done other video work besides filmmaking? Yeah, I've worked. I've worked for other companies. You know, um, you know, small companies here and there doing you know commercials and you know videos for for the web and whatnot. And you know, I, I started my own company a couple of years ago as well. And you know, and it pays the bills. You know, but it's not yeah. filmmaking in my opinion. But this is now my first foray to really just kind of transition and really focus my time and effort into doing what I love the most, and that's you know, that's this. Yeah, I, I, I did kind of a similar route. I, I went to school and had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I found out about the video program right. at PSC. And then as soon as I took my first class, I fell in love with the whole process. Oh, yeah. And then I, I went into freelance as well. And I've done, you know, a few local filmmaking right, things. Right. No, nothing really extensive, but it's it's like an addiction. It really is. It's like when you when you first see the footage and you're like, wow, I shot that. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good. I'm pretty proud of that, you know? Because, I mean, honestly, you know, when you're sitting behind the camera, yeah, it looks great. But when you see it on this, when you see it, when you get to the, the monitor, you're editing it, and you're like, oh, that pieced together really good. You know? mm-hmm. It's just like, if, when you get that flow when you're editing, it's just like, oh, man, this this could be something, you know? And the, the first time I ever really saw that happen, and there was a project I had started a couple of years ago called Unbound, which was a vampire movie, which I am still going to do at some point. Mm-hmm. Um we had um, gotten together the cast and crew, and um, I had gotten Stephen Gray to um, to um, do the cinematography for me on it. And we shot this trailer for it, and I was so blown away with the footage. I'm like, oh my gosh, this project is actually coming together. This is looking good. <laughs> Unfortunately, we ran into a lot of issues, and we're not able to continue it at the time. But um, it's when you first see it sort of come together, it's like, wow. It's like a puzzle. It is, especially it's like when you see your characters start to come to life. Like I wrote these guys; mm-hmm. they're actually I'm, I can see this. Um, and it's kind of funny with Victor's because a lot of the characters that we have are comic book characters that I had created when I was in high school. Because I, I used to do comic book art and I, I paint, I draw, and everything. But um, when Jen and I were brainstorming about characters, I was like, okay, well. We could use this one. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, well, what about this? I'm like, well, I have this character named Victory that I, I had created years ago. It was a kind of a patriotic superhero, which I had to kind of change around because it was way too similar to certain other characters. You right. know, you know when, you're, when you're in high school, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll make a character. It's like a female Captain America. Sure, why not? You know, And you think you're going to get away with it, of course. <laughs> you know, like, oh, there's you know, copyright infringement. It's called the American Captain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we, we took a version of the character that I created and, and we used her and um, the character I played David is actually a sort of an iteration of a character I had years ago as well and it's like it just kind of was nice to see these things that I created when I was younger like oh my gosh this is kind of neat to actually see them you know throwing cars around and you know mm-hmm. flying through the air it's just it's just it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah I, I'm the same way with cinematography I love being behind the camera and filming things and then just like you said, putting the SD card in, then going through the footage. And looking and at it and just going, wow, yeah. My most recent story is uh, with work, we got to actually fly on Fat Albert. With oh, the wow, Blue Angels. Nice. And me and two guys I work with huh? in the creative service department for the Wahoos, we, had, uh, we each took a camera, and I have a handheld that shoots in 4K. And we went back and looked at the footage, and I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. Because we got really good shots of them taking off, because they, they were practicing for their you know their next show. Right, yeah. So we actually got to watch that before oh, we went nice. up in Fat Albert. And 
the footage we between all three of us was just really good. Yeah, see, that's something I, I'm I am definitely going to take the next step and get a 4K camera eventually. <laughs> like that is, I am like, yeah, what we got's great now. And we're working with the 7D, and you know, I've got some good lenses. Oh, yeah, 70 is good. I like and, it. And you know, I, I want to get the 5D Mark III, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, you know, a little pricey right now for my for my taste, but it, you know, 4K is gonna be the next step because I just I really want to have that great HD footage and it's crazy because when you think you know HD was like the the pinnacle oh, yeah, of was. quality Absolutely. and then I hear about this thing called 4K and I'm like what in the world is 4K <laughs> then you see it and you're yeah think, whoa and you go in Best Buy and you see the TVs and you're just like uh <laughs> that was probably some of the best product placement because i saw one of the 4k televisions and then they had the 4k camera sitting right there i'm like hmm let me check my bank account <laughs> i'm really considering just going like to buy both those right now yeah. like that's just brilliant <laughs> it was i was like how many filmmakers walk by and go hmm that's a really good idea i might get one of those today <laughs> yeah like is there a combo deal that i can yeah get i was I, I i know my my son and i were looking at it one day and i was just like salivating he's like dad we gotta go i'm like no i, I, I want to look at it just a few more minutes you know <laughs> just stay a little bit longer i'm a little like bit longer. just leave us be <laughs> just go look at the dvds exactly now, there there was this reel they had of food and it had like limes and lemons oh. <laughs> and strawberries, and I'm just like, the color looks so, so beautiful. Good. It's so great. Oh man! But no, it, it, it's it's worth it. And I, I, I haven't. And you can still shoot in you know traditional right, HD yeah. or even standard def. But I, when I can, I shoot in That's 4K because it's fantastic. Just, yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. So you mentioning Star Wars, I've got to ask, how excited are you for the new movie? This one, I am excited. Now, you know, granted, I was excited when episode one came out. I think we all were until we, we saw it, you know. <laughs> I remember sitting in line, you know, like with my tickets in my hand, Star Wars t-shirt on, like, you know, in 99 or wait, was it? Not? Yeah, 99. And then just walking out of the theater going, what did I just see? <laughs> like, I think my childhood just died. You know? Have you ever seen the movie Fanboys? Sadly enough, I have not. I want to see it, but I have not seen it yet. It's about this uh, this group of... Uh, I guess teenagers or like mm-hmm. young adults and one of their friends has a terminal illness and his wish is to see episode one before right. he passes away. Ah, okay. And they end up going out to Skywalker ranch and <laughs> I, I won't give away exactly what happens, but it ends with when the movie actually comes out, the group going to see it. And when they sit down, they look at each other and they say, guys, what if the movie sucks? And then cuts to black <laughs> So I was like, oh, you guys are clever. Yeah. But, but no, I, the prequels yeah. had their highlights. I they loved did. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. He was, he, I, he was, to me, the highlight of it. I mean, yeah. I really thought his performance was great because I thought he he embodied, you know, the youthful aspect of the young Obi-Wan Kenobi. But yet you could see where he had taken some things from Alec Guinness and kind of melded really the two. You really see that in the third Especially one. in the third one, yeah. Even like his his voice patterns, like his speech patterns, you could you could see that he was trying to emulate Alec Guinness but not trying to copy him. You know, mm-hmm. it was really well, I thought he was really well done. And I, and I liked Qui-Gon. I thought Qui-Gon was awesome. You gotta love Liam Neeson. Of course. I mean, it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. Know. He has a specific set of skills. He does. Um, <laughs> and he will find you. And he will find you, yes. Uh, but it was one of those things that, you know, when I saw the trailer for this one, I, I saw the teaser first, I'm like, okay, this looks pretty good. I'm not, I'm gonna reserve judgment until I see you know, if they start showing the older characters. And even though, you know, Harrison Ford is really old, <laughs> I will I will admit this wholeheartedly, and everybody that knows me can laugh. I teared up when he said Chewie were home. I was like, 
oh my gosh yay you know like the, the kid the three-year-old in me was like yes and we're back to it you know so yeah i was sitting i was watching it on my phone on uh-huh. the couch right over there and <laughs> when that happened it gave me goosebumps i was just like i had yeah, it this i had it on my phone first because i was like oh this is on and then i'm like "Ooh, so i've got the wii u so i just i flicked it over to the wii u so i could watch it on the big screen and i'm, I'm just like clapping like a little kid <laughs> and i'm just like oh yeah this is gonna be good <laughs> But again, again, you know, I reserve judgment until the film comes out. But from what I've seen, it looks good. And with what J.J. Abrams has done with the, the last two Star Trek movies, even though I'm, I had my issues with Into Darkness, I think he's going to do a great job. I really do. I wouldn't pick anyone else to do it. No. I think he was he was a good choice. He's a yeah. very, very good choice. I, I am kind of sad to hear that he's not doing the second installment of it. But, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it worked with... The original trilogy. Yeah. There was a different director for each. Absolutely, one. and you know, and honestly, Irving Kirshner or Irving Kirshner, can I have mm-hmm. his name? Yeah, for Empire. Empire. I mean, his. I mean, you you can't go and not say the Empire was the best of the, of the trilogy. You can tell the difference. Oh yeah, between a New Hope, which is still a good movie. I mean, absolutely. It, it, I mean, yeah. it, it started this whole absolutely saga, did, and you have man. to give it credit where it's due. But absolutely, Empire just took that whole universe and made it. It knocked so it much out of the better. park. Yeah. And then, you know, when we came back to Return of the Jedi, and obviously it does have its highlights, it does have its good points, but, you know, I mean, out of the three. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, but no, it, I, I think this movie is going to be really good, and I'll say there are very, very few forces that will keep me from seeing that on I'm, at midnight. I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> that's that's going to be opening day, or, you know, if I can get an early screening, I'll go see it, you know. If not, I'll be the first guy in line, you know, opening day of wearing my Jedi robe, you know? <laughs> Not that I just, I... I can't wait until that giant Star Wars text pops on the Absolutely. screen and you hear John Williams score. That place is oh, going to go insane. And just, you know, and seeing that scroll just going up, you know, telling the story, which I hope they keep. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping sure. they do, you I, know? I'm, I have no doubt they will. I would, you know, it'd be, it'd be really tragic if they don't, but at the same time, they, there's got, they got to do it, you know. They well, the, and I think one of the reasons why it's going to work is because J.J. Abrams is using a nice balance of practical effects. Yes, and uh, that CG. when I heard that, I was like, yes, no more. I mean, yeah, we're going to have some green screen, I'm sure, but <laughs> actually going out into a desert and absolutely with sets and you know puppets and, and whatnot. When I saw some of the the puppeteering effects that they're already using, I'm like, oh man, this is great. Mm-hmm. This this just, I mean, like it did my heart good. You know, I was like, yes, because warms the soul. It does. It really does. Because like, I mean, yes, I mean, and I am I am a CG guy. I do CGI. I, right. I, I, I it's what I've done a lot of the effects for Victor's in because I can't afford to do the, <laughs> the practical effects. But you know, when you see it done, when you look at a practical effect versus a digital effect. There's no comparison. There really yeah. isn't. I mean, when you see a real explosion as opposed to a digital explosion, you can tell the difference. You can tell, you know, the little little nuances of, of things like that. And it's just, you know, it makes it so much more realistic. I mean, when you look at the the first J.J. Abrams, Abrams Star Trek movie and, like, the fight scene on the um, drilling platform, I mean, yeah, they could have done that all CG in a, on, a, on a sound stage, but, you know, doing it outside, actually building the set was just like, Oh my gosh! It just gives it such a more realistic feel to it, and even like in um, Into Darkness when they're on the little hover yeah. trash things, whatever they were at the, toward the end of the film, that was really—I mean, it felt real, you mm-hmm. know. So I mean, I just—it's 
you know, I mean, I look at things like, you know, Man of Steel, which I'm a little on the fence about. But, I mean, I, I enjoyed certain parts of it, It you has know? its flaws, <clears throat> but I, I enjoy Henry Cavill as Superman. I, I really he did. did. I, thought he was, I thought he was a really good choice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we'll see how Ben Affleck does as Batman, but... <laughs> I think... I, I've said this on my other show, and uh-huh. I've said it to other people. When this movie comes out, people will say that he's a better Batman than Christian Bale. I, I truly believe. I it. will. I will agree with you there because I actually didn't care for him as Batman. I liked him as I liked his Bruce Wayne. I didn't really care for him as Batman. Was, was it the voice? Yeah, the voice did it for me. And there were some times where I just felt like he just wasn't really the embodiment of Batman. He just seemed kind of, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the word is to describe it. It just like he just didn't have that. Mm-hmm. thing you know whatever it is you know but um i mean the look of the, the look of the film so far i mean it looks good i mean but it looks to me all the marvel movies they have a very similar look like you right. you know it's a marvel film when you right. see it and with dc for some reason it reminds me like it, it really feels like it's a comic book come to life right. especially that new comic-con trailer for Batman yes v superman yeah it really felt like a comic book coming to life. It did, and I'm, I'm, and with that, I'm like, I'm looking at it, going, yeah, I, this is what I would love to see. I just hope that the visuals don't overtake the story. My I biggest, feel, yeah. my biggest concern is they're going to try and cram too much into that movie because yeah. there's rumors. I mean, Wonder Woman's obviously going to be in it. Aquaman's going to be in it. There's rumored cameos by Green Lantern, Flash, Cyborg. Right. So. And, I just hope that yeah. doesn't overtake what the main story is supposed to be. Exactly. And I, and I know they're setting up for Justice League, which is awesome. You know, I'm excited because, I mean, it's the ultimate superhero team. I mean, it's the Justice League, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, I am really excited for, but I don't want them to, I guess, do, like, the old, I guess it was the old Batman movies, like, the when they just, like, crammed so many villains into it. And it's like, it's, I mean, not that they were good movies by any means, yeah. but... You know, you cram too much, or like this, the third Spider-Man movie. You got so much going on, you lose the story. And um, focus on Batman. Focus on Superman. Get that right first. You know, yeah, throw Wonder Woman. That's fine, but don't focus too much on the other characters. I mean, let let it be what it is, and then build your story. Because I mean, they didn't. You know, obviously, Iron Man was about Iron Man. You know, mm-hmm. they focused on him. They threw, you know, Nick Fury toward the very end to just kind of trail you into this larger world we were going to be introduced to later on down the road but they took their time to do it mm-hmm. I, I just hope dc tries to kind of not emulate marvel but like at least take aspects of it exactly you know don't don't rush it you know because yeah. you rush it then it's not going to be what you want what the fans are waiting for you know because what are you going to do if the movie fails exactly you've got this whole world you're setting up for and then if it tanks at the box office we're never going to see Justice League. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. We're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, exactly. But uh, besides, like, um, you know, Star Wars and, you know, obviously you're a fan of the Marvel and DC oh, yeah, movies. Yeah. What have been some other film franchises that you like? Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just a fan of film in general. I mean, I, it's not really that I have one. I, I, I always have this conversation, like, what's your favorite film? I don't have a specific favorite film. I think, you know, I have genres of things that I enjoy. I mean, I obviously love, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Empire Strikes Back and Blade Runner because it's like the first two things that really inspired me to do this. But, right. you know, I love the Indiana Jones franchise and the Back to the Future, um, even the Star Trek movies. I mean, I love them, you know. Um, you know, these um, 
these last few James Bond movies I've really enjoyed, you know, I mean, as far as a franchise, but, you know, mm. just film in general. I mean, there's, you know, the, the old classics that just really just, just speak volumes. I mean, you can't get any better than Citizen Kane. I mean, really, you just, you got to look at that and go, that was a masterpiece. It was mm-hmm. just, there's some shots in there that weren't being done for years. I mean, he was already doing them. It was just and amazing. you have to think of what they had to work with exactly. then compared to now. Exactly. I mean, the, te- the, the technical aspect of what he did for that film was... <laughs> amazing for the time you know but you know i i do i mean i kind of go over all the genres you know i mean i i enjoy westerns i enjoy you know i i i like chick flicks i do (laughs) i enjoy them i will say one of the films that i quote most of all is mean girls i will admit it wholeheartedly i've actually never seen that movie you need to watch it it's (laughs) it's it's a lot of fun um it's just one of those films like once you watch it you're gonna be like this is a girl's movie and then you're like oh no though (laughs) that was that was awesome it was fun I've heard really good things about it, but I've just... That's one of many, many movies that I need to sit down and watch. It's great. I mean, it's its a lot of fun. I mean, and, and, you know, Tina Fey's, you know, is, her writing for that film was just great. It was Tina Fey's very underrated. She really is. Um, I... I never watched Thirty Rock, but um, Thirty Rock was good. I, I've heard a lot of good things about Her it. Her and I, Alec Baldwin were really good. That's what I've heard. But I actually I, I stumbled across this show on Netflix. Um, Jenna told me about it. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is another T- Tina Fey show. Right. She's written this and produced this show, and it it is absolutely hilarious. The writing, the comedy, the timing on it is just it's so perfect. You know, it's um, again, you know, I'm like I'm a guy. I should be watching you know explosion things you know right. but i'm like oh no this is really really well done you know um but no i mean there's just all kinds of things that i enjoy all kinds of films um can't really pinpoint just any, yeah. any one you know it's right. just like, there's I, I like gotcha. you know it's just like a broad genre i guess you know no i i totally understand that, that's that's pretty much what i would say if someone <clears throat> asked me that same question it's like it's trying to it's like looking at an artist and saying what's your favorite painting it's like well i mean i like Different types of paintings I like, you right. know, impressionism. I like, you know, realism or like different you know, genres. Yeah, for exactly, different exactly. And like everything has its its place. Everything has its beauty. Um, you can't look at a um, a watercolor and say it's better than you know a, a rendered sketch with with charcoal. You know, you really can't do that. Or you're know, looking at a piece of CGI work and go, oh, well, that's better than this. No, it's not. It has its own beauty. But for different reasons, you know, there's the, the technical aspect of the strokes or the, you know, or the, you know, the computer power that was that used the, to create this, whatever you're looking at, you know, right, robot or whatever, you no, know, I, I gotcha. But yeah, just you, you, everything has its, its beauty, I think. I think, you know, you look at the old, the old classics, I mean, yeah, they're black and white and they're, and the acting's a little different style compared to now, but it's still so beautiful because you, you look at what they were doing. They're building the legacy that we have nowadays, you know, and I think a lot of filmmakers, you know, really need to go back and watch the classics to get themselves versed in what we're doing, you know, because, I mean, I think a lot of times we, oh, well, you know, I don't want to look at the old black and white stuff or I don't want to look at the, you know, the old silent films. No, really, go back and look at them. They're, they're very well done. I mean... I finally sat down um, a few years ago and watched Metropolis. I'd never gotten a chance to actually see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, what Fritz Lang did with that movie was just amazing. I was like, this is <laughs> this is yeah, a any, silent film? Oh my God. Anytime I watch a classic film, I think it's incredible that yeah. they were able to do this with what such had, limited yeah. technology. Oh my gosh, yes. And like, you think what it would take to do something like that now. I mean, yeah, we could do that 
pretty. I mean, yeah, your your prosumer camera and you know, you know, low budget. You can make a you can make a movie on your iPhone. Yeah, exactly. But back then, it's a whole different yeah. story. And you know, and we're and we're talking you know digital as opposed to film. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's I think that's another thing that you know it's getting lost in the in the translation is is the whole you know film versus you know digital. There's just something about film that just makes it so real and i don't know yeah no i i totally agree <laughs> now being an independent filmmaker mm-hmm. what would you say is the biggest struggle of the filmmaking process Ooh. um the biggest struggle well uh, <laughs> i think being an independent filmmaker um production cost i mean getting getting the money for the project is the hard part uh, because a lot of times you know yeah crowdfunding is great but sometimes for a project, you're not going to have time to do that. Um, as like like this with Victor's and with everything else I've I've done, it's been out of pocket, you know. And when you are looking at what all you've got to do, you've got to be very very budget conscious, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, well we can't rent out an entire floor of a building, you know. We can't, you know, close down this street. Uh, so we're just going to have to pretty much just wing it, you know. And. Um, I think that is one of the biggest things that um, independent filmmakers really do face most of the time. Now, you know, obviously there are some groups that can get the funding together or they can get a backer. But when you don't have a backer, when it's just you and your crew, it, it is that is one of the biggest struggles. I think the second thing would probably be just the creativity of finding the right project or creating that world that you want to uh, introduce people to, you know. Yeah. No, I've heard several people say that describe like as an independent mm-hmm. filmmaker what's some of the process that you go through because i know recently you had some acting auditions right right um and how did those go those actually went very well we had a, a very talented bunch come out and i was i was so pleased to see that we have such a vast amount of talent in this area because um, i will say when i first started doing this i was actually skeptical i didn't think that because I mean, I was new to the, I was new to doing filmmaking in this area, you know, and I was like, okay, well, um, maybe you know, I'll get like maybe five or six people in the area. I mean, I'm sure you know, there's some theater people that would want to do it, you know. And I started asking around, got introduced to the right people, started networking, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of talent in this area, and mm-hmm. so much more than what I had ever imagined. And I was, I was so pleased. And then, especially with this this last audition, I was, I was, I had, I had. Um, talked to my crew I was like guys you know I think we're gonna be okay (laughs) I think I think we're gonna have the the people we need you know because it is it's hard when you're trying to find people to fill a certain role and you're like okay um we've got to have this person who can do this 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 and like I'm thinking we're not gonna find anybody that can do stunts we're not gonna find anybody that that you know can you know that doesn't mind you know doing the fight choreography or all this kind of stuff. And I, you know, ran across several people that had no problem doing it or had the training. And I was like, Oh, this is so great. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really happy because you know, one, one, the thing about a project like this, you do have the action aspect. That's really, really hard to find actors that can do it. But luckily I have, I have found everybody that I have worked with, everybody that I have brought onto this project has jumped into it both with both feet, has been so excited about it and so ready to do it and have done such an amazing job. Even with a little bit of training that we've had, you know, it's it's just I I couldn't be happier with it really. Yeah, you'd you'd really be surprised with 
the amount of people who want to do acting or mm-hmm. cinematography. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but uh, do you know Carrie Hunter? I do, yes. Yeah. She has uh, meet and greets mm-hmm. a couple of times a yeah. year, and that's actually how I started getting like my first few guests for this show and okay, working yeah. on various projects and everything is through going to those. So if you've never been to one and then she has one again, I would actually, um, I have been to a couple of them and and, and they've been very, I've been very impressed with them. And I actually have, I met several of my actors through those Mm -hmm. and it was, it was a really neat experience. It's just one of those things. Last few times they've had them. I, my schedule has just been kind of where I couldn't make it out and I wanted to, but you know, yeah, unfortunately. And I I tell people who like want to get into acting, I'm like, Go on Facebook, subscribe Absolutely. to the Emerald Coast film, film group, group page, yeah. and then you'll be able to find stuff there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a great group. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've found so much, you know, guidance and help through that. It's just, it's just been a, a, a blessing to have is, you know, for getting into this and being as, as independent as I am with not being able to... But social media gives you a big advantage because it gives it really you an does. easy platform to promote your work because you couldn't do that oh, no. probably even 10 years ago. Oh, no. No, I mean, with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything these days, you know, um, and I'm trying, I'm not the greatest at, at social media, but I tried the best I possibly can. I've, you know, I've tried to set up pages for each of the projects and something we're doing with, with Shadow City is to kind of rotate our banners each week and kind of have some, some that, new yes. content and... I don't know if anybody has checked it out recently, but apparently it has been taken over by a um, um, a corporate organization that oh, feels no. it's part of the plot. Yeah, right. <laughs> we yeah, have yeah, yeah. Uh, Reigns Industries is, is like one of the the big bads of the of the series and of the entire um, I guess limited shared universe we have. Um, but Reigns Industries has now taken over the the Facebook page for Shadow City now and is. Um, deeming the acts of these heroes, you know, intolerable and all this. So I mean, it's just something I'm trying to do for the for the fans to enjoy and kind of like, oh, this is kind of neat, you know. Just try to give them a little something each week and give them a different character banner each week to get them excited about it. And, and once we kind of start rolling again with victors, I'm going to be doing the same thing with that and kind of just getting everybody excited, give them a little bit of tidbits here and there. Um, Everybody should check out the Facebook page for both series, uh, even Maxim Productions' website, or not website, the Facebook page. We will have a website soon. I am working on that, and I am working on a website for both both series as well. Right. Um, it'll be, I think it's victorsseries.com. Um, I don't know if it's actually live yet or not. <laughs> I can't remember if not. Um, but I'm also doing maximproductions.com, which I think technically is live, but I'm still playing around with it until I get it where I'm happy with it. <laughs> Websites take a lot of fine-tuning. They really do. I had it ready to go, and I'm using WordPress. I'm not a WordPress that's person. I, that's what I use as well. And um, I got got it done, and I'm like, I hate this. And I went back and just redid the theme, and I've done it like three times. And I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm a, I am a, I'm, I'm waiting for the laughter to start when I say this. I am a perfectionist. <laughs> um, and everybody who knows me knows that <laughs> and knows that it, it is it can be problematic sometimes when we're on set. Um, cause I just want just one more take, you know, yeah, that was great, but let's just do one more, you know? Um, but I'm that way with, with every aspect of it, the, the website, I mean, I'm like, it's just, no, I don't, I'm not happy with that. I don't like the way that looks. Let's just, let's, let's try it again. We've tried something different, but, but that um, extra effort is good though. It is, it, it, it is, but at the same time it does slow the process down sometimes. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of the con of absolutely. You know, 
pros and cons. That's one of the cons of it, but yeah. And I think being a creative type, you know, we all, any any creative type, you know, we all look at our our work is it's just not as good as it could be. You know, mm-hmm. we're always like not satisfied with what we do, even though everybody else is like, that was great. Why, yeah. What's wrong with you? And like, yeah, well, I don't like it. It's kind of one of the reasons Remnant took so long. It's taking so long to get done because I, you know, I had it ready and I was really happy with it. And I looked at it and I'm like, no, I, I can fix this. I can fix this and fix this. And, you know, I've got people going, why are you taking so long with this? And I've apologized and apologized and apologized and, uh, you know, I I made a decision last month. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna buckle down, get it finished, get tweak all the little things that are bugging me, and then just put it out there. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> you know it's it's been long enough. It's been like three years now. I mean, you know, we shot it three years ago. I, I was I couldn't have been happier with the performances I got from my actors. Um, Jennifer Gunn wrote an amazing script. Um, I had Jason Lewing who just played the heck at a lead. I mean, I couldn't have asked for better. I mean, it was just, the guy is just amazing. And um, he just did his uh, uh, online radio show. Steam, Steam Boys, Boys, yeah. yeah, yeah I listened I, to the first episode. It's, it was good. It's really impressive. I'm, I'm, I really like what, he, what he's doing over there. But, um, yeah, he did an amazing job in that. And I had um, uh, Andy Metzger play one of my other characters, and he just he just really rocked it. I was we, we were able to use one of the houses downtown, one of the old Victorian homes. We talked to this historical society, and they let us shoot in there, and it just... It really added to the feel, and it just made it really, really great. But yeah, we're, I, I, I made the decision. It's got to get done, you yeah. know, because you know I have them, and I, and I had Jared Perez, uh, uh, playing one of our our main characters, the uh, the paranormal expert of the of the film, and it's just there's like some scenes that are just I was so proud of, and I'm like, people need to see this, <laughs> they really do, <laughs> and I've got to stop being a nitpicker about it, so and just you know get it out there. And it's the same thing with Victor's. You know, I, I, I do. I obsess over little details, and you know, the crew's like, "Dude, what's wrong with you? That was a perfect shot." I'm like, "Yeah, but it could be better. <laughs> it could be better." <laughs> and I just, I sometimes I just got pop my own wrist and go, "Okay, just, let's just move on. <laughs> let's just yeah. get going because we're running out of time." You know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, la- last thing I want to ask you, you: you've mentioned your social media, but right. like, where where all can people go to like watch your work or find you on social um, media? Um, Maxim Productions on Facebook. Uh, pretty soon, MaximProductions.com. You can find us on uh, the Victor's uh, Facebook page as well as the Shadow City Facebook page um, on Twitter. Can't remember what the Twitter handle is <laughs> on both of those, but we're on there as well. Um, Instagram. It may just be easier to try to find me on Instagram and then go from there. But I know Victor's uh, Shadow City's got one. Um, I haven't yet to do one for Victor's because we haven't really been working on it as much in the last few months. But uh, Shadow City's got a um, Instagram account. Max Impressions got an Instagram account, even though it's technically my personal one. But I just throw my work up there all the time. So. Uh, any of those you can find us. We do have a YouTube channel for Maximum Productions. Uh, we'll be setting up a Vimeo account pretty soon. Um, and then, like I said, once the websites go live, that's going to be where you'll be able to watch the series once it once they go live. And we're hoping to have episode one for Shadow City out by the end of August. Nice. So that will be like when the first episode's going to air, and then we'll start rocking it from there. And then hopefully, if all goes well, by October we'll start airing the first episode of Victor's once once Shadow City kind of makes its first run of the first, say, seven episodes, then we're going to rock the first seven episodes of Victor's and just kind of keep alternating as we go along. Sweet. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. 
it's it's been a long time coming. It's been a labor of love. I'm I've loved every minute of it, even though sometimes it can be frustrating. But but I'm I mean, sure it'll be a great feeling when it's it will. Done. Because we've had a cast that has just worked their rear ends off. Um, you know, Jen Goblin is our head writer from Victor's. Um, 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 Izzy Palag, who has just, you know, played a great lead for that. Christina um, Cusack and um, uh, Crystal McNeil, who've been kind of our mains for that series. And then um, Allison Kane, who's just really embodied the character of Shadow, Shadow Raven for Shadow City. Uh, uh, Stephanie Marie, who's really just rocked it as... Um, Crystal and the the cast is just growing constantly, and I'm just I'm so so happy with with what we've done and, and how we're continuing on. Um, and we just we've just cast a whole bunch of new people. Um, I've got Martin Henney who's playing our speedster, <laughs> um, and um, I'll be making a casting announcements for a lot of the other ones that are coming up pretty soon. So we've got a lot of really great talented people who've just really put a lot of time and effort into it. And you know I've, I've got to thank. Jen Goblin for her writing for Victor's and um, for Allison Kane's help for writing uh, Shadow City because it's just been it's it's fun to try to do it on your own but you got to have help yeah <laughs> you really do so it's um, but yeah that's yeah <laughs> sweet well and thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview it was, oh, it was, it was, fun. You. It was fun meeting you and fun talking to you yeah it was well. great talking to you too and I, I've, I've enjoyed watching and listening to the show and I just you know I'm really honored to be able to be on here so thanks a lot my thanks again to Max and Hughes for that wonderful conversation and I can't wait to see how Victor's Shadow City and Victor's turns out so be sure to follow them on social media Next week, we're going to be staying in Pensacola, but we'll be looking into the world of sports with former Pensacola Blue Wahoos player Travis Moose Mater, and trust me, you will definitely want to check out that episode. And don't forget, you can check out all past episodes of this show and our other podcast on nerdcavenetwork.com. Every Tuesday, we have the Nerd Cave Podcast. Thursdays, we have the Derek Diamond Experience. And on Saturday nights, we have the Pop Culture Palette. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, and Instagram, all at Nerd Cave Network. And that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for once again tuning in to the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.